This is the Empowered Conversations with Aline and Christina podcast. We are two educators of color that have been in the game for over 15 years. Thanks for joining us as we break down and speak on systems that were not built for Black, Indigenous people of color and the ways we address them head on. As we lean on each other in this work, it would be big for us if you took a moment to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to them. Also, follow us on Instagram at Empowered Conversations Pod, where we build community and support one another in this work. All right, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Conversations podcast with Aline and Christina, episode 19. I'm Aline, co-host of this podcast. I've been in education for 16 years as a school counselor and a former high school assistant principal. I currently work at the high school level in the Bay Area. And I'm Christina, the other co-host of this podcast. This is my 17th year in education. I was a former high school English teacher, former assistant principal and co-principal. I'm currently a site-level administrator, administrative program specialist at a middle school in the Bay Area. Good morning, y'all. So in our last podcast, we had a little bit of fun, and we talked about um, teacher TikTok or just educator TikTok and the different content creators that give us a little bit of a release and make us laugh, but also talk about some important things going on in our in our school. So if you haven't listen to it or check out the videos that we've been posting on our Instagram, please go do that and join us in a little bit of laughing. But before we get into today's episode, let's do our usual quick check-in. So Christina, what's on top of your mind for this week? Well, for this upcoming week, um, I can't help but think of work um, only because we're going to start the teacher evaluation rounds. And so there's a lot of preparation for that. Um, In addition to uh, the California school surveys uh, that got placed under my roles and responsibilities Mm -hmm. (laughs) for this year. And so um, I I have never been in charge of that before and I didn't realize all the, there's some planning involved in it. I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised because there's three parts to it. Mm. There's a survey for the students, a survey for the staff, and then a survey for the parents. And I feel like with the students, I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm just going to have them take it during advisory. So check on that, right? Like, I feel like the survey, the student survey is my least amount of worries. And then like the staff survey, I'm like, you know what, if I want to make sure it's done, I'm going to use our staff meeting. Like I'll set aside 30 minutes of our staff Mm. meeting for them to complete it. The one that I'm worried about the most, which is the, what everyone's worried about. A lot of school sites are worried about is the parent survey. Mm -hmm. So it's just really trying to figure out and be strategic of how we get um, 100% or close to 100% uh, parent 
parent participation. So just yeah. something I need to think about. Um, but that's definitely on the top of my mind this week. Aline, what about, what, what's up with you? Um, you know, not too much. <laughs> well, I want to, I will say this, it's connected to our topic for today. Um, just, but more around like morale at this time of year, like staff morale, um, like the morale of our students, just like how it feels to be on campus right now. I think the excitement of being back is wearing off and we're all looking forward to a break. I mean, already in August, people were exhausted, but now the students are starting to feel exhausted. Um, so really trying to tap into just taking care of our, our, our well-being um, and how do we incorporate more things, not just for our students, but for our staff and our administrators. Um, so I think that ties in nicely into our topic for today. Um, Cause I know that that's just been on top of my mind. Um, I'm doing all that I can for myself to like draw the boundaries, leave at a certain time, um, really like be intentional with what I'm working on for the day. Um, I've been calling in more students that I want to connect with versus the ones that are on the spreadsheet that I'm supposed to be, you know, checking in with um, for different indicators. So just kind of like paying attention to, to my kind of like morale. Um, but I do feel there's a bit of a dip um, at our, at our, at my school site for sure. And I don't know if others feel that, but um, yeah, just ties into the overall wellness and our supports. So yeah, just exactly what you said, Aline, um, just what you, on top of your mind is SEL, mm -hmm. um, which is perfect. I mean, it should be on my, the top of my mind too. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Like, it's like, I say that I want to make it a priority. And at times I do try, but being a site level admin is so hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, not sometimes it's just hard period because there's just so many things to do. And absolutely. It's all about prioritizing and uh, being intentional. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, when you filter, when you filter it with that mindset, there's still a lot, a lot to do. So each day is definitely like a reflective practice for me. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, with that said, we are going to be unpacking an article for this episode, which is going to be specifically about SEL, but um, SEL in terms of us, um, what SEL looks like for site level administrators. Mm -hmm. But before we, um, before we start unpacking this article and introducing this article, let's just quickly share like how SEL supports in general look like at our, our current school sites. So um, I'll just, I'll start off and um, I'll share a few things. Um, I am definitely proud and happy with at my school site in terms of how SEL looks like for our students. So um, I, I would say that the first 
uh, five days of school. Um, the district, the entire district, um, had school district-wide lesson plans to start off the school year, um, just to really set the tone of how SEL is very important for our student success. And then after that, we at our school site, we just didn't stop at the first five days of school. We have um, daily advisory lessons. So first period is 30 minutes longer um, than the rest of the periods. And that's because uh, from eight to 8.30 is advisory. And um, our advisory lessons are, it's a combination of SEL, climbing culture, multicultural lessons, and, um, and, and study skills and um, just engagement strategies. And I'm very passionate about it because I designed those lesson plans for the entire school. So that's something that I'm just really proud of. And once again, passionate about, I, that's the one thing that I really miss about teaching is, is our, is creating lesson plans and unit plans. So I'm, I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to do this. At our school site, we have also um, modified and made changes to our care team. So our care team is like our student support uh, tier two, tier three uh, system. A lot of Bay Area schools probably know it as cost, so, but at our school district, we call it care. And so what we did was uh, we, we just really upped the ante when it came to the pro procedures and protocol of the cost. And we just made it more systematized and more adult accountable. In other words, when we talk about students who have a tier two, tier three need, um, it's, it's, it's data-driven, it, it's a productive conversation, it, it's not a venting session. So um, that's something that we're really that we're really proud of. And then also another example that the admin team, what we are trying to be more mindful of is how we um, how we organize our staff meetings. Uh, you know, we really try to make sure that we don't have too many agenda items. Uh, we we try to treat our staff meetings just like how we ask teachers to um, organize their daily lesson plans where we have that direct instruction or admin talk for 15, 20 minutes. And then the rest of the time we give it um, for, for teacher planning. So we're really trying to... Um, we're really trying to be mindful and, and, you know, everyone's tired um, at the end of the day. And especially after the past two years, like no one's going to want to listen for an hour and a half every Wednesday uh, to some admin talking from 1.30 to 3. So I would say those are some key factors I do want to share about our site level and We'll talk more about, um, or I'll share more of my opinion because about SEL support. I described SEL support for students. I really didn't touch too much on SEL support for, for staff and 
for principals. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, Aline, tell us what what are some key um, key things that are going on at your school site that's supporting um, SEL. So I just want to make sure that we, um, so SEL is like social emotional learning. Um, and I think at the high school level, it just, we're still in conversation about what that could look like. And it's at my school site, there's always this, and I'm sure this is common, um, especially at our high, at the high school, but just the idea of time taken away from instruction and how social emotional learning or just focusing on that within the classroom is a big ask. Um, and so that's, you know, one thing that we've been discussing and that's been an ongoing conversation at the district and our school specifically. So it's definitely gonna look different at, at other schools within our district. But for us, some of the things that like stand out as far as how do we approach just the social emotional learning and support of our students around wellness um, is just like you, Christina, we, not, uh, this year, the tier two, three meetings um, have been updated this year, even to the name. Um, last year it was called Kid Talk, which really focused on just the actual kid and there was no structure to it and this is you know I've seen this before and so I was happy to see the changes made to really um be called like a match and fit which is the kind of the same concept of like you know let's discuss what what we're seeing and how do we fit um different interventions or have a larger conversation about what's happening um so that's been nice we we do have a wellness center at our school as well um, but with three specific like dedicated wellness counselors. So yes, we have four school counselors um, who can definitely tap into the personal wellness of students, um, but we have dedicated wellness counselors who specialize in that and can see students one-on-one -on -one for up to 12 weeks um, for one-on-one -on -one sessions, but then they also have some group counseling um, happening throughout the, the year where they meet with a group of students on a specific topic. So really trying to address some of the things that we're seeing um, at school. We've, you know, now that we're back in person, the counselors, the school counselors have been doing more, well, trying to do more visits within our classroom. So we started with our support classes and trying to get in there and, you know, let them know what we can do um, to support them and then, gathering more data this year because that has been lacking at the school to identify what students say their needs are around social emotional support. Um, as far as like larger school um, efforts, there is a pilot group doing grading for equity, really trying to look at different grading practices and that ties together because, you know, I know like recently this whole idea of like the zero has been coming up and whether or not there should be zeros in grade books. So there's a pilot of teachers who've opted in to look at the different practices and, and try to implement them in their classes to then hopefully share out and make it more of a school-wide practice. Um, something too new that, uh, I don't know how new it is, but it's been more of a focus this year, especially coming back to in-person learning from the pandemic is 
this, um, there's a mental health option when clearing absences. So students can, you know, have excused absences for mental health reasons. Um, and they made that distinction this year because they didn't want parents marking ill because of COVID. Because there's a whole nother step to that where, you know, the, the health, um, I forget what her title is, but our, our school nurse has to call and ask all the questions and get COVID testing before the student can come back. And, you know, a lot of students are not coming to school because of mental health reasons, and that's a different type of illness. So there is that distinction now with reporting absences. But in addition to that, there's a, there's a, a question that says, do you need support with this? And so if they, they check yes, then the wellness lead kind of does triage and decides like who should check in with the student, whether it be a wellness counselor, if they're already on the caseload of a wellness counselor, if they have outside support, then you know um, a call to the outside provider or the school counselor because they haven't been seen by a wellness counselor. So I, I thought that was nice. That was an extra check-in, which you know will come up when I talk about what's not existing for staff but that is an option for students now. Um, you know, leadership is trying to focus more of their activities on inclusion, although that still isn't tapping into the wellness of a student because in some ways it just, it, it does incorporate fun. So I'm not gonna hate on that. Um, and for staff, I, you know, our district tries, they, they offer um, district-wide mindfulness sessions, um, I think once a week, I haven't done them because it's right after school. So that makes it hard for a lot of people to attend. And then they do have district-wide yoga. They, they do have a district-wide kind of like physical wellness, you know, which does tap into the social emotional piece, um, but it's specifically aimed at certificated staff, not, I mean, our school site leaders are definitely welcome, but again, because it's right after school, it makes it very difficult for our administrators to attend if they wanted to. And then, um, Staff meetings, like you mentioned, Christina, same thing. It's like our administrators have been trying to really scale back on agenda items or they've actually released all of the PD time that is not staff meeting time to collaboration. So they're not even claiming any of those days um, and have left it to PLC groups to decide what to do with that collaboration time, um, which has some plus and minuses to it for sure. But with all that said, same thing, right? Like it's it's very specific to either students or to our teachers. Right. And um, you know, I I know I mentioned that a lot of the things, and I didn't even mention a lot of the other things that our school is doing. I'm, I, I don't know if I forgot to mention that um, you mentioned a wellness center. We have a wellness center too, mm -hmm. where we have a combination of academic counselors, as well as um, a counselor that just purely does SEL. I mean, but all of our counselors do SEL, right? Because everything everything, it, it, it's, it works hand in hand, whether you talk about SEL and academics, right? But um, when it comes to staff, it's, you know, 
I, I don't want to speak too much on what the district offers because I'll be quite honest. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I don't really tap in to the, the district admin meetings. Um, I am invited to them, but because I'm not the principal or the VP, there are certain meetings that I don't need to go to, even though I am invited to all of them. And depending if we're shorthanded on campus, I'm usually the first one that doesn't have to attend the, the virtual, I wanna make that clear, virtual admin meetings. And just like any other district admin meetings, there's a whole lot of agenda items yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and they don't, they're, they're, it's like, it's basically when you go to these admin meetings, there, there's no discussion, really. It's just them dishing out mm -hmm. a whole bunch of information. Which usually like, means more work. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and so <laughs> I do remember few district admin meetings where they did talk about SEL support for staff and administrators, but it was just another line item. I mean, they didn't really elaborate on it. Um, I want to say, and I, you know, if anyone from the district is listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say there are mindfulness se sessions or, um, um, where staff, including administrators, could sign up for online therapy sessions. Yeah. I, I want to say I remember mentioning that. Um, I know that our school district has a um, um, has a membership option to a gym. I, I don't yeah. remember which gym it is, mm -hmm. but I, I remember looking up the gym name and um, they don't have those gyms in the East Bay. So it, oh. it is a chain gym, but I feel like it's mainly for that area. I mean, there are, it's not like 24 hour fitness, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I honestly forgot what the name of the gym was, but. I was like, well, you know, after work, I'm, I'm not going to hang out in that part of the bay. Like, I want to go back home. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, well, it's okay. Like, I, I don't need that anyway, because I have my own gym here um, out, out where I live. So I was like, uh, you know, once again, they don't really dive into it. It's, it's just another line item uh -huh. in the agenda, and it is touched on and I know that they offer something, but that's pretty much all I know. Right. Um, and yeah, I think I already mentioned about how we as admin really try to be mindful of how we plan our um, staff meetings and PDs. But that that's that's about it. I mean, we're not really given training. Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to the article. But, well, um, and that, I mean, I think that's a good tie into the article. So, because, 
you know, there's a, we're all freaking burnt out right now. I don't think that, I mean, I've been hearing that. I've been seeing that not just at my school site, but across the board. Um, And there's been a lot of talk around how our teachers and I, and, you know, I know that counselors are included when they say that, but at the same time, no one really separates that and says counselors need this too. Um, But more than that, like it's on certificated staff, right? It's like, our, our teachers, our, uh, our, our heroes, they need, you know, more time for themselves or they need help or they need wellness. Um, and yes, they do. I'm not saying that they do not. Yes, they do. But I also think a lot about the school site leaders and how, um, sorry, you might hear my toddler in the background because um, it's Saturday morning that we're recording. But um how our school site admin are also freaking burnt out. I mean, I see them and I, I obviously like I empathize because I was a former administrator and I know like how much work is expected and how much is dumped on them, not just the the, the action items, but also just people's negative feelings about a decision, about them, about how they're running things, about teachers like anytime there's something happening who do you go to either the assistant principal or the principal and so this article talks about the well the title is principals need social emotional support too um and this article was from education weekly and um the author is denise r superville and so we'll put this, we'll make the link available on the show notes and we'll post it on our Instagram. But it just talks about like, in order for our schools to flourish, districts must consider the well-being of their leaders. Like that's the subheading. And it just sums it up where we also need to focus on the well-being of our administrators, of our school site leaders, um, because turnover is real there especially when we look at the percentages of our admin of color and you know how they, they leave their school sites after a short period of time, or if they stick around, they end up being extremely burnt out to the point of you know, imposing like, health issues on themselves. Um, and so it's a topic that I, you know, we wanted to talk about um, because as the article mentioned, principals are the, or administrators, school site, school site leaders, are the people who set the tone and the climate for the schools. And if they want the schools to have successful initiatives around SEL, around you know graduation rates, around any of this that we put on schools, we have to really look at the people who set the tone, who set the agenda items for the staff meetings, who make the decisions around how to take care of their teachers and their students, who you know go to bat for their their staff and their students at the board meetings at the district cabinet meetings so if we're not taking care of them then we're really you know putting some things i think we're jeopardizing a lot of the initiatives on our campus if we can't take care of the leaders who are the ones you know leading the charges um and so it was it was a short and sweet video um video short and sweet article and it was really looking at you know sel training and where it starts and how this is somewhat new um and 
yes, we should focus on SEL and understanding how that, you know, what that means at actual like programs that prepare school leaders, but how we can't wait for that to happen. So what are some things that we can do here um, at our school sites now to really focus and shift SEL, not just on students and, and staff, but also on our school leaders. So those are just some things. And they had some suggestions that I feel like, I know we're kind of not doing it. Maybe they are, um, but I don't see a lot of it even with um, certificated. I don't know about you. What do you think, Christina? Well, when you first shared this article with me, I just got really excited because this is the first article where it was where that I have seen personally where the focus was on administrators, right? Because and and in terms of SEL or professional development for principals, because when I do see articles about SEL, it's usually about students, it's usually about teachers. And so, yes, I, I, I was really, um, it, it, it was just nice to just finally read something that had some, that was directly related to administrators because I feel like we're always left out. We're always left out. And, um, a saying that I, I hear from teachers um, from many of the school districts that I've worked at was that teachers say that they're the ones that are in the trenches. And it's, it, you know, at times I just find that very offensive because I'm just like, well, you don't, where do you think administrators are? Like we're in the trenches too, and 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 we we feel we get hit from every direction. So yes, I just I just had to put that out there, and I it, it just once again it just feels good to read something like this, and just like any other article, I I go straight to. I want to, I want to read the, the tips, right? The, the, um, I, I like lists. I, I'm a, I'm a list protocol person. So I was, you know, when I'm skimming through an article, I'm like, I look for numbers and I look for bullet points and yes, this article had those bullet points and they had seven bullet points to be exact. And so this was a tips and advice to school districts in terms of providing SEL support for school administrators. So I'll just quickly run through the list before we unpack certain ones. We won't unpack all of them, but just ones that, um, that really hit hard for us. So the first one, uh, tip number one is start with a baseline assessment. Two, provide ongoing PD. Three, create wellness days. Four, transform meetings. Five, strengthen mentoring. Six, establish support groups. And seven, communicate clearly. So I wanna start off first with 
start the very first tip, which was start with a baseline assessment. And the way that Superville, the, um, the author of this article, defined what or described what it means to start with a baseline assessment, she wrote, offer a quick mandatory anonymous five to 10 question survey for principals on SEL competencies. The survey can help district assess the types of stress principals are experiencing in order to tailor professional development and other supports. So yes, I mean, it's just like this simple act of two things. Just asking us what our knowledge is on SEL and two, asking us what's going on in our lives. <laughs> I mean, it's like two, two simple things. That's what I was and thinking I'm, of. It's like people, like, it's just like, has anyone asked? You know what I mean? Like I, every time, like I tried to make it a point to ask, you know, like meaningfully, like ask my administrator, like, how are you doing? Like, what's going on with you? Like, are you doing something for yourself this weekend? But like, in general, I don't feel like people ask school leaders how they're doing or what they need. No, no, I, I, you know, and, and thank goodness the admin team that I'm on, we ask each other that all the time. You know, it's like, it's one of those, you know, how, I'm the only one on the admin team that I, I don't have any kids, but all, all the other members do. And so, you know, we'll just ask how the kids are doing and what are, their plans are for the weekend. When it's a Monday, how, how, how was your weekend? Did it, did you guys, were you able to do everything as planned? Um, yes. I feel like we're the only ones that ask each other. <laughs> I mean, we, it's like, we, we need each other. We, we need each other to survive. But other than us asking each other how we're doing, it, yeah, no one really asks, asks us. Um, so yes, that, that simple anonymous five to 10 questions for principals uh -huh. is, is really important. Right. Another one that um, really stood out to me was provide ongoing PD. Oh boy. I mean, PD for admin is, I mean, we had a podcast episode about what PD, uh -huh. what the difference between professional development and training is okay. for administrators. But yeah, so it says here, um, the way that Superville defined this, described this as was targeted ongoing job embedded professional development and resources can improve principles understanding of SEL. So I know SEL is important, but I am, I am an English major. <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of times with, with, with administrators, we're given so many tasks and we're expected to follow through with it but we do not get training. We do not get professional development. And so now we're supposed to be leaders of SEL work, but we're not just, we're not given the proper training. And it's not that I don't want to do SEL. I, I, I do, I actually do it. And um, <laughs> I, I would love to get feedback from out, from outside um, 
sources of what they think of what we're doing so far. But, you know, we're trying our best based off of the knowledge that we have. And um, I think the key word here is ongoing. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that our district is not training us. But I, I, the, the key word is, is ongoing. So for example, I, I know I shared at the beginning of this episode about how we have, um, you know, district-wide PDs or excuse me, district-wide lesson plans for the students. But, you know, we were told to do them or to administer them and give it to the teacher so they could teach it. But, and where to find them, right? But what I would have liked to have seen is just given, is give the administrators time to unpack it and to really learn these lessons. It's like, okay, well, if you wanna see what the lessons look like before the students and the staff see it, here's, here's, the, um, here's the folder. And it's, um, I mean, come on. I mean, no lie. Did I take the time to look at the SEL lesson plans? It's not that I didn't care, but it's, no, I, I did not. I did not have time to look and open up the SEL folder and, and open up every single lesson plan. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, maybe that's my bad. But just once again, it's just that whole time management and all the other duties that we have. Well, but I think that's a that that's a point right there, though. Like, SEL shouldn't be digging through a folder, right? And so it's like, how do you embed these things? Or it's not like I need to go through the lesson plans and like understand it from this folder. Like, what are some things like identifying what SEL is? Like, you know, you started that list in the beginning. Um, but also the ongoing PD because it can, it can be embedded in everything that we do. Right. I, I just, I just want to learn. <laughs> I, I, I want, but I want to give in, I want to be given the time to learn just like what I said about how here at our school site, we're giving the time during the staff meeting now by having less agenda items. Mm -hmm. And just having a few yeah. and having the remainder time of them unpacking it and working together and collaborating, right? I would just like to see that with mm -hmm. the actual district meetings. For sure. Because that's like, that was, you know, one of the, 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 um, the suggestions listed. Right. And once again, this is no shade to no. my specific school district, because I, as y'all know from episode one or two, I've worked at a gazillion uh, <laughs> districts. And, and I agree, and I think that and, we're- it's all, the, it's all the same. Yeah, we're pulling from all the different districts we've worked it, at. It's all the same. All the <laughs> district meetings that I've been to, it's the same. Yeah, so, so. What, about, what about when they say create wellness days, Christina, what, what's like, what did you think about that one? Well, it says here, wellness days for principals like sick days drive home the message that school systems value mental and social emotional health. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that kind of that, that when I read that, and when I listened to you share what goes on at your school site, I think that it's pretty dope that on Aries, do you guys use Aries? Mm -hmm. That on Aries, that instead of marking sick, that there's a mental health day option. Well, it's not Aries, but I mean, it is like how, how families report their absences. It's a, oh. form, it's a form that they fill out that we, you know, add in that question. Okay. So you put it like in the Aries notes or something mm -hmm. like there's no drop down. Okay. Well, either way, whether it's in the drop down mm -hmm. of your school system or not, I think that it is, um, that I think it's great that there's a distinction between sick mm -hmm. and an SEL day for the student. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, that's great for the students, but what about the adults? What about even the teachers mm -hmm. or the other support staff? Um, and of course the principals, because, oh my goodness. Yes, we need mental health days. And um, I think, you know, just, I, I, I feel like I've been talking a lot about my admin team, but we, that's one thing that I do really appreciate about my admin team is that we, we have comp hours and um, it's, you know, cause at, like admin, we, we do a lot of work way outside of our contract or our contractual hours. And um, mind you, we don't put comp days every day because we work past our, <laughs> our contractual hours all the time. As a matter of fact, we really don't even have contractual hours. But when we go to additional school events or we work on the weekends or we work during summertime, you know, the principal really wants to um, acknowledge our efforts. And so as an admin team, we keep track of all those days. And yes, for the most part, we use that comp time to, uh, if we need to go to like dentist appointments or doctor's appointments for, or for them, if they have to take care of their kids, we use that comp time. Um, but there have been a few days where each one of us um, was being honest with the admin team was just like, I need to take a mental health day. And because we really didn't have a summer vacation. I mean, I don't, the principal did not have a summer vacation at all, period. She worked all the way through. And y'all, I only had one week off. I don't, I think that's I mean, often like misunderstood. And I think you saying that is important because it varies between the districts, but especially this past summer, I feel like administrators worked more than, than usual, or it just felt like more because they were having to tack on some additional, you know, planning around return to school. But for the most part, administrators do not, or school site leaders don't get a lot of time off in the summer. So, and in general, I don't think wellness should be delegated or like, you know, delayed until the summer because we need it throughout the school year. 
it, it, it would just, and I but think, you know what, that is not, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, especially as leaders and if, you know, school leaders set the tone for their school and drive these initiatives, especially around like social emotional learning or just well-being in general, like a lot of it has to be modeled by the leaders. And so we tell the teachers to model it for their students, but the leaders at the school have to model it for their for their staff and for the students. And so having that option of, you know, it and it comes on both ends, right? One, the district needs to support having wellness days for school leaders, but school leaders have to be, you know, feel encouraged and supported and actually take those wellness days instead of waiting until they snap to be told to, to take it. And I see right. that a lot. And I don't, I mean, I think you and I talk about that a lot of the school leader has to feel okay and understand that the school is not going to fall apart if you're not there. And that needs to be a joint effort among the team to support one another and the school to support that administrator to take that day off because it's going to help everyone in the end. Right. And so I think that's where it's like creating the wellness day, making it be something that is acceptable, expected, um, and supported will help everyone, but specifically the school leaders take the time that they need, especially to address things that are going on um, because they don't get as much time off as certificated. Well, you know, I did mention comp time. But that's not common though, Christina. And that's what I wanted to say to you. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Aline, like how many school districts have you worked for that gave admin comp time i don't know i think we kind of had it in one but i don't i didn't have it anywhere else exactly well your keyword is kind of so if you have to think about it <laughs> i don't know but, for but me, i have i have some feelings about comp time in general though i think that's like a i don't think it should be comp time but go ahead well see at so at our schools i mean because as we all know administrators we don't i i know i mentioned contractual hours earlier but it, technically admin really do not have contractual hours um i mean when we call up sick and we put our things on frontline it usually they have to have it looks like we have contractual hours right uh, but in reality, we, we really don't. I mean, we have contractual days. We don't have contractual hours. So if we work quote unquote overtime, it's not like teachers. It's not like classified staff where you, you get to write your overtime on a, um, on a timesheet. We don't get to do a timesheet. So it is really up to your site level principal because really districts don't have comp time. 
<laughs> like if you really think about it, they really don't have comp time. So it is up to your site level administrator to be like, hey, y'all, this is how we're going to do it at our school. Unfortunately, I cannot pay you. I cannot actually compensate you, but we can do this as an admin team. And um, which is where the whole comp time is, right? Um, I mean, that's the least amount that they could do within, within, our, within our power. And so it's, I, I'm just, I just want to say that I've never worked with a principal where until now, where we as a team have comp time. I mean, at least that simple acknowledgement, like, hey, y'all, I see you, I acknowledge you, I appreciate the work and effort y'all are doing. I wish I could give y'all a timesheet, but I can't, but this is what I can do. And uh, that simple act alone for me is, is huge because I'm used to nothing. Well, and I think so. I think it goes, and I, I want to talk about the next one so that we can, you know, wrap up our thoughts on the article because it's going to be helpful for not just school leaders to read this, but just, you know, educators um, to read this article because it, it all connects. But back to like what I was saying around wellness days, like the school leader also has to accept the fact that taking a day off for their mental well-being or physical well-being for that matter, but we're really talking about just mental well-being is valid and should happen. So even if you are racking up calm time, there's always this layer of guilt around like, oh, oh for man. Sure. So that's, but that's what we're getting at, right? It's like, it can't, it cannot be where, oh no, I cannot take a day off because I have this, this and that, or, oh, the school's going to do, you know, they're not going to function because this is going on. It's like, no, that's part of the problem. And we have to also like create this environment where not only do our teachers feel encouraged to take care of their mental well-being, but that school leaders have to also feel that too. And so it works together. If we're giving our students the ability, and I know that this doesn't happen everywhere, but for example, my school to check off mental health as a reason why they were not at school, like I don't have that option in the drop down list when I'm like, I'm always just using personal business because it's my business of why I'm taking the day off. But you know, the same goes for, for school leaders, and it has to also come from there their thought process and their, you know, feelings of like, yeah, I'm doing this to take care of myself. That's also going to help me execute my, my roles and responsibilities and show up as a more, like as a happier or well-rested leader, because that's important too. But it goes together with one of the other um, suggestions around strengthening mentoring. And the article talked about that being another, you know, area to strengthen social emotional needs for school leaders. But through, you know, I think that those two kind of connect because through the mentoring, having someone really work through not just the roles and responsibility, but the thoughts or the, the beliefs that prevent our school leaders 
front. And I, I'm saying this as a former school leader myself of thinking like, I can't do this because then my school's not going to function. That's not healthy. And so right. having the mentoring, which is, you know, we, I know you have some thoughts about that and it connects to like what we're doing now and how we've pivoted our work around this idea and concept of mentoring. Well, let me read what she wrote about strengthening mentoring. It's she wrote veteran principals can help support or guide current early career school leaders with stress management, coping strategies, and self-care. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, absolutely. I, I think mentoring is 110% important. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling some type of way about this because she writes veteran principles can help support or guide. Hey, I'm not trying to knock no uh, veteran principles, but the veteran principles I know are workaholics. They're busy. Or they're, or, or they're like close to retirement where it's a little bit different <laughs> that their like yes. mentality is shifted where they're not connecting to the amount of work that is happening for our early career school leaders. Sorry, right. I said it. And then, and then also too, the veteran principals, they have a different mindset because, I mean, because they're veterans. I mean, mm-hmm. there's certain things that they could do that they could say because, uh, because of their status and the amount of years that they have. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, is that I, I would appreciate the mentoring, but I would really appreciate it if I could choose my mentor. And the question is, is like, what kind of? Well, and I think that we also have to like distinguish between mentoring and coaching. Correct. And I was just going to say, I would prefer a coach. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I would prefer a coach and it, it doesn't, it, great. If the person is a, is a veteran principal, awesome. But for me personally, it does not even have to be, it, it does not have to be a veteran principal. Well, it just and, has you know, to be relevant. It has to be relevant. It has to be relevant and um, based on my needs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now, uh, Lean and I, we do have a coach. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kat. And y'all, she's not even in education. Mm-hmm. Never, never been a school counselor, teacher. But the thing is, based on our needs, or I won't speak on Aline's needs, but based on my needs, right? Like I need someone to help me just process my thoughts because I have way too many. I'm always trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. and and time management mm-hmm. so and 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 some other key things right and and to help me build my capacity as a coach so those are the needs I'm looking for mm-hmm. and so it doesn't have to be a veteran principal and and also just quickly speak on this when I was given a coach um mm-hmm. I don't have a coach this year. I was given an option of a coach, but um, 
I just decide not to because it just wasn't a good fit for me. But at my other school districts, when I was given a coach, they were retired principals or retired superintendents or retired dish keyword retired. And also they were white mm -hmm. and they were male. Easy. Yeah. So it just was not, they were very nice people. They, uh, they obviously knew their stuff, but it just was not a right fit. And mm -hmm. they just weren't able to give me viable advice and guidance because one, we're just from a different generation and to well, their white. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just not the same. Like they're the issues that they've experienced is way different from now, right? And like the expectations and- uh, And, and your experiences as, as a woman of color, period. Period, period, absolutely, 100%. So I think that's where like, you know, for us, like, yes, okay, mentoring is different than coaching. And so even just the fact that that's listed as something that, you know, districts could pay attention to when supporting the social emotional well-being of their school leaders, is the is you know a step in the right direction but for us like really the pivot was noticing the need for our school leaders specifically our school leaders of color to have meaningful relevant and you know very tailored coaching was where we wanted to invest our time and our energy in because we do see the benefit of not just helping a school leader grow within their capacity in their roles and responsibilities and step into the role of being a leader, but also to provide that space to focus on the social emotional well-being, to process the information and the, the I'm sorry, I'm gonna say the shit thrown at them as a school leader, because you're, you know, on any given day, you might not be liked by several people. And when you're in that role, it almost feels like you're not like you're, it's like, it's okay to tell you how you like how they feel like, I don't know. I've, you know, I feel like there's less reservation when giving negative feedback to a school leader coming from a parent or a community member or a teacher. Like there's less restraint when you know saying what they don't like about a school leader into and to their face so that takes a toll um and so having that coaching and and what with what you said christina having the ability to select the coach or mentor you want to work with is the extra step is what would make it even like to a higher level so that that school leader feels like they have some say around how they can be supported Well, let's just wrap it up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, so this article, it's short and sweet. And just mm -hmm. like what Elise said, she's going to put the link in the show notes. And I'm also going to put the link in our email to those that are in our um, email listing. So definitely an easy read, short and sweet. Absolutely read it. Definitely look at the the seven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the the seven tips 
Well, and, um, if and if you're a school leader, send it to your superintendent. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yes. Oh man, yes. Right. Okay. That's that's the charge that we're leaving y'all with when it comes to this article. <laughs> Speaking on self care, Christina. Yes. Should we wrap up our episode? Just trying to share out to everyone like what we've been trying to do around taking care of our wellness. Oh man, see, that's what I was trying to hope that uh, you would skip because. <laughs> I mean, I think we can, I think we can. I think both of us know that it's just, you know, I'm gonna say it like reading this article just highlights the fact that it, it's a hard time to take care of ourselves, but that's not a reason not to. And so I think moving forward, like for me, let's just say what the focus should be. So for me, the focus is going to be on my thoughts. I'm really trying to break down the thoughts that, you know, keep me in a negative headspace and actively pushing towards a positive and highlight at least one good thing each day. Nicely put. I, I think for me this week, and th this is actually no joke, like, cause I know that I've said this before, but I really need to set time to work on um, my physical health. I, I have not been exercising at all on a regular basis um, since school started. And I could feel it, y'all. Mm -hmm. I can feel it in my body. Like um, um, I've had a pinch nerve uh, for the past seven years. And I noticed that I don't feel the pinch nerve when I was exercising and stretching on a regular basis. But now I am like walking around with a slight limp. Um, my, uh, my leg, sorry, this might be TMI, but my leg and my groin area, uh, it cramps uh, throughout the day. Um, I notice that I'm breathing a little bit more heavily like y'all, it's, it's, it's real. And, um, my body's telling me something like, it's like, you got to take care of yourself. And it's just embarrassing, you know, where I'm, I'm listening to myself in these podcasts and I keep on saying, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And then it, I'm finally committing to it. Like I'm, I'm wearing my gym clothes right now because I am going to go for a walk afterwards but geez, like I had to wait until I got groin cramps and my pinched nerve that's going from my buttocks to my back shoulder. Like we shouldn't have to, I, or I shouldn't have to wait to, to feel those things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yep. so yes, that's, that's what I at least finna do not just after this episode, but on a, on a daily basis, yeah, because I have to, I, I can't, I can't live in pain like this. This is, this is too much. For sure. So you want to tell them about our coaching program, Christina? Oh yeah. My bad. My bad y'all. Um, well, cause it just, we were just talking about it. So let, let the yeah. people know. All right. I'm, I'm gonna let them know. So 
once again, y'all, Aline and I, we have started our one-on-one -on -one coaching program for school leaders. Through our experiences and our understanding of the role of the school leader, we want to support other school leaders. So um, our coaching program includes one-on-one -on -one weekly, 45-minute sessions via Zoom for 12 weeks, reflection practices to help you focus on your role in breaking down oppressive systems, organizational and planning practices to help cultivate an equitable, culturally responsive school environment. Through our coaching programs, school leaders will, one, feel empowered to make the difficult decisions necessary to support our uh, BIPOC students, learn how to transition from an educator ally to a co-conspirator, have a support system free of judgment, grow in their practice, and prevent burnout and find more balance with your personal life. So right now, y'all, we have our first cohort um, of um, clients and participants, which is pretty dope. So if you're looking to have a coach, our next cohort will open up. Um, at the beginning of February, mid-February, um, mid beginning of February, around that time. So definitely um, hit us up. We would, we would love to be your thought partner. And this goes back to being able to choose your mentor or choose your coach, really. Yeah, really choose your um, coach. It's really choosing your coach. Um, and, you know, we are, if you're looking for that thought partner, right? That, that's, that's what we are. We are, we are here to help guide and support um, and to be that thought partner that you may or may not have at your current school site. So hit us up and let us know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a link to our, um, to our email address. Um, also, you can DM us on our Instagram account at Empowered Conversations Pod. If you're interested and just want to start the conversation and see, you know, if it's a good fit, because um, even though, though we're not taking, you know, we're full right now, um, you know, we could still add you to the waiting list. So it's not a bad idea to, you know, hit us up and we can, you know, have you on the waiting list so that once we're open to taking more, more clients, we can, um, you know, email you and set that up. But we appreciate all of you for joining us in these conversations. And we really do hope that you took something away from it, especially our school leaders. We're, we're talking to you right now. Um, we want you to really focus on how to incorporate more SEL into your own lives as, as school leaders. Um, but we ask all of our listeners to support the work that we're doing. There's a few ways you can do that. Obviously, so subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And please rate and review us. We've gotten a few. We'd love to get some more. That really does help us grow and gets us noticed. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're on both platforms at Empowered Conversations Pod. Get a, you know, we're trying to build a community there. So just feel free to, to, to reach out, send us a message, and um, we'll get back to you. And we have a freebie. And so this is another way that you all can get on our waiting list um, and to get on our mailing list. <laughs> so both things. Um, Christina mentioned that we have our, you know, our emails that go out. 
uh, one way that you can get on that list is by checking out our freebie. It's a section from our book where we walk you through creating your vision and mission as a school leader. And so even it can be a personal vision and mission as well, how it ties into your work as a school leader. So check that out. Our link is in the bio, both in show notes and in our Instagram bio. So if you haven't done that, go take a look and it, it sends it to you, but then it adds you so that we can continue communicating and updating you on what's coming up. And the last thing is that we have a bookshop. I don't know how many of y'all realize that, but we have curated um, a bunch of books that one, Christina and I have read and that help us as educators, but also just books that we enjoy reading because we're both avid readers. At least we were at one point and want to get back to it. <laughs> so um, check it out. And it's a way for you to support independent bookstores, trying to get away from, you know, clicking that button on Amazon and supporting our small bookstores. So visit our bookshop link. Um, it just makes it one step easier for you. It's there. All right. But thank you, everyone. We look forward to next time. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Empowered Conversations Pod. Check out our content and engage in a conversation with us through the comments or DMs. Also, please help us grow and share this with your friends, colleagues, as well as post on your social media. We look forward to next time. Take it easy.